Ben Jawalski, what's going on? The hour is near. <laughs> to what? To the open. Oh, to the open. I was like, I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought like there's something special going on in your life I needed to know about. Man. No, nothing special at all. Turkey season is coming up pretty soon. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, but now it's open week. This is this is a big week, a nerve-wracking week for a lot of CrossFitters. Um, it's a nerve-wracking week for me because I have to really do a lot of work on Thursday. Um, I was going to ask, do you get nervous or do you just because it's extra work? <laughs> I don't really get nervous for the workouts. It's more of just like the work. I mean, basically it's like, no matter what they come up with, I have to act like I have a good strategy for it. You know, there's a lot of pressure to get the videos out as quickly as possible. Um, especially so many people rely on us. So, and, uh, you know, actually I'm going to go straight into a plug. Um, I do not have an assistant to help this year. If anyone, is willing to be in Denver for the next three Thursdays, please let me know because uh, I need, I out. need someone to help. I need someone to help me, um, one kind of get this mess in order, um, help me clean the gym in between the video shoots, help me like walk the dogs. You know, I just, I basically need an assistant and it's, uh, last couple of years I've had actually last three years I've had an assistant. And of course I was just Un, unproductive we'll call it that in hiring a new assistant so far so if anybody wants to help out it is a paid gig and you get to see wad prep behind the scenes and i need help <laughs> yeah well i'm not sure i'd want to see wad prep behind the scenes it's like watching sausage being made you know <laughs> oh yeah it's so funny because everyone like you know they see the finished product they see the videos and they're like man you know he, he must really have it together and if only you saw the behind the scenes just like the creative mess that is my brain and then eventually it kind of comes together. So do you get sure this year will be no different. Do you get nervous at all for your for your own performance during the workouts? Or mm. are you just kind of past it at this point since you're not really trying to compete? No, I, I do because I still have um, an ego, John. I still have <laughs> an ego. Um, the psychedelics haven't completely ripped that out of me yet. Uh, but the the ego of me wanting to like prove my abilities and still hang on to this notion that like i'm really fit and good at crossfit it's still there man so um even though i don't have the same level of pressure it's still it's like man if i i mean if i put up a really crappy score it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like all right ben i thought you were good at this stuff um but i will say like i mean i what was it yeah last year or the year before i had to put up like one of the worst scores i put up in a long time because I didn't do at an affiliate and I had to record my uh, performance. And in doing so, the video camera cut out and I was like, well, I have to redo it. So I redid it like an hour later and it was miserable. How many messages do you get uh, during the open from people that are looking at your score and want to brag that they beat you? Oh, that happens for sure. Do you get a lot or just a few? Um, I get a lot. I get a ton. <laughs> uh, just a few for me. I mean, normally, I, I mean, I put up some decent scores, um, especially like the last workout of last year, you know, with the bar muscle ups thruster, right. like that was so, so, and double unders, like that was like my wheelhouse workout through and through. So I smashed it. Um, and a lot of people were just like, whoa, you know, like we were wondering where you were the first two weeks, but right. holy crap, you know, so I kind of got to at least end on a good note. And I kind of, I almost always expect that to happen. Um, I'm sure the first workout this year will be some cardio burner grinder workout with very little skill. And I'll right. come out of the gate just terrible. 
And then as they add more skill or a little bit more weight than normally I can kind of, you know, make up for my lack of fitness. I always get people messaging, bragging about beating me. And I'm always like, I always have such a weird feeling about it. They're like, why is beating me your benchmark for success? Like, I've never, I've right. Never... It's not, it's not like you've come out, like, it's not like you've come out and, and been like, I am an authority figure in the performance of CrossFit, right? You are an authority figure in the, in the comedy aspect of CrossFit, right? So I don't want to try to take that either, Ben. Damn, you're hurting my feelings. No, yeah. no. I'm saying like, it's like, you're, you don't come out and say like, I'm, I'm really good at CrossFit and I'm going to beat everyone. You just happen to be very, very good at CrossFit for, especially for your age. I mean, Oh my God, you're making it worse. You're just digging the, <laughs> keep digging it. Come on, dig that grave. Let's All go. Right. Keep Let's going. keep digging. Um, so, you know, I can only imagine being, how old are you, John? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm 52 years young. No, nah, man. Um, but that'd be like, I don't know if I took any other, you know, like if I went to, let's say, you know, Justin, the owner of morning chalk up, like I beat you. It's like, okay, he's a media outlet for, for CrossFit. That doesn't necessarily, he's not claiming to be able to beat everyone at CrossFit. Right. Um, I claim to be able to coach people. So there's like that little bit of like, oh, well, if you can coach people, you should be able to do it, right? Um, but, you know, LeBron James can beat his coach in basketball, right? Well, so, well there you go. You know. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm ready for the over. I'm ready for it to start. I don't know if I – I'm not stressed about it this year. Like I, even though I have bigger goals this year than I did a year ago, I'm not – honestly not worried. It's a, it's a weird feeling to have. Like You've been to, training. You've been training really consistently. No, I haven't been. That's the thing. This is the big misnomer. I've basically. You stopped after Waterpalooza? Basically, I got sick after Waterpalooza. And I was sick for a couple of weeks. Damn. And um, I did, you know, like I'm sick all the time now, apparently. And so I had two weeks off. And then I had like one good week of training. And then last weekend, I went out of town to cover that High Rocks event and just destroyed my body in that workout. And, you know gratefully five days before the open i can barely walk so <laughs> we'll see how that goes i mean that's a that's a challenging workout how did, how did the high rocks go i mean what what did that insist of i know there's lots of running a lunge wall balls to buy it out yeah it's a it's an interesting workout it's um very accessible is yeah. the best way i could describe it um nikki and i are going to cover it in multiple episodes if anybody wants the full details you can Go watch it or listen to it or watch it on kettlebells and cocktails. But kind of the gist of it is it's eight stations. You end up doing a thousand meter run and then you do a station. And every station is different. It's everything from a thousand meter road to a thousand meter ski erg. There's a heavy sled push, heavy sled pull. Um, there is a hundred wall balls is one of the, is the final station. Um, what am I missing? I don't, oh, there's a 80 meter burpee broad jump that kind of sucked. There's a farmer's carry and a sandbag lunge. So, right. for, you know, kind of all the stations. Pure grunt work. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's all grunt work and it's all very accessible. So there's no gymnastics, no handstand push-ups, no pull-ups, um, you know, no heavy barbells. The weights are really accessible. It's the, So you're saying it's fitness. completely outside of my wheelhouse is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, it's like there's parts of it that are, are just interesting. Like the 100 wall balls are at the very end but it's a 13 pound ball. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And like, I'm going into it going, well, you know, I ought to be able to do those unbroken and I could well, in a, in a normal situation, but after 
running and doing all the other work for an hour and a half. I didn't quite feel up to it, Ben. It was a little tough. <laughs> How'd you break it up? Oh, I think I did 20, 15, 20, 15, 10, uh, 10, 10, 10, 20, something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just, uh, it was interesting. So anyway, like, you know, I, again, I'll get into it on the other show, but it was fun. It was just really long. It exposed a lot of weaknesses like anything else and makes me want to rethink how I'm training a little bit. Sure. But sure. But as you know, definitely not good training for the open because it's the polar opposite of what we're looking at this week. It certainly wasn't, you know, 20 minute or less workouts that are usually AMRAPs or time this was i would say it was not part of a good deload plan it was not a good deload plan but you know what they paid me to be there and they offered me a free pass to do it i'd never done it and damn it ben i'll do almost anything for a medal yeah i got my medal yeah i got the medal but that's awesome man um i guess so other than destroying yourself in a high rocks what else are you doing to prepare for the open this week because we have, you know, as of recording right now, it's Monday. People are probably listening Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe even. Uh, yep. What are you doing between now and Thursday to get recovered and or, or just get prepared for the Open? Well, I'm not going to do anything different this week based on how I feel currently. Um, I'm treating it as if I were completely healthy. <laughs> and so I'm not going to do anything different. But what I would normally do and what I am doing, um, you know, my workouts going to be light lighter than normal, but I'll get plenty of movement in, you know, so they, they won't look, uh, infinitely different than my normal training other than I'll be more cognizant of the volume. And I certainly won't go as heavy like I, and yeah, I'll take the day completely take the day off before for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've just got to decide, am I going to do it Thursday or Friday? I'll probably do it Friday. And then, you know, depending on how I do have a potential second go at it on Monday. It's my right. guess. Um, I'll certainly try to do them all twice this year. If or at least the first two, I don't think I'll be able to do that for the third one due yeah. to some travel constraints. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my thought is, is this week is just really about making sure I'm having, uh, making good nutrition choices. God forbid, no alcohol, um, getting lots of sleep. Uh, it's really clutch for me in particular at this age. And, uh, yeah, just try to go in fresh. I mean, that's, you know, it's too late to cram. It's not like I'm going to learn anything between now and then. So sure. that's usually my plan. What about you? What do you normally do? Um, I, so I've been training pretty hard at um, the competitor's class at CrossFit Coda, which is like a 30-minute drive from my house. Um, so fun. Like, it's just a great crew. The workouts are hard. There's, you know, not any coaching, um, but that's because it's competitors class. Like we all know what we're doing. We have a great time. We have, we throw down and we get a ton of volume in, in about like a two and a half hour window. Their programming this week is basically like deload today, tomorrow. They always have rest days on Wednesday. And then I'm not exactly sure what the game plan is for Thursday. Cause I think most people are hitting the workout on Friday. Um, but today was pretty much a normal training session. It was definitely more open-esque. There was some interval work of like burpee box jump overs and toes to bar and normal burpees and chest to bar pull-ups. And we did a heavy back squat just because I personally like, I do like getting kind of heavy, um, mainly not from like a, a heavy volume perspective. Like we weren't doing five sets of five here, 
but we like built up to like 95% back squat today. It felt phenomenal, felt fantastic. I hit it like really easily. And that just shows me like I'm, my body's feeling good. Even after a week of snowboarding and not training, felt pretty good today. And, um, and I, I'm sure I haven't looked at tomorrow's programming, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of the same, some sort of like, you know, pairs or triplets of, of typical movements that we're going to see in the open, probably some power cleans, maybe a bar muscle up or two. I know they did a little bit of ring muscle ups today, some double unders, like just basically kind of checking all the boxes of like, all right, let's like make sure that we're ready to cycle some of these uh, usual movements under fatigue. And to your point, like you're not, most people aren't going to learn anything new between now and the open. However, I will say there were people today that did learn, like uh, this one girl did uh, her first two unbroken ring muscle ups, um, which is awesome. She was able to do that today. There was like a couple people who like got a couple firsts. So for some of the skills, if you're like right on that borderline of like, you know, can't do a muscle up or can't do toes bar, can't do a pull up, like you actually can learn those things this week or, or you can learn double unders this week. You can brush up in your skills, but I would just be super cognizant about not overdoing it. Um, I think people make major mistakes either really under training or over training before events like the open. They'll like, there's probably some people who haven't worked out in a week because they want to feel fresh for Friday right. when really that's just going to make them super tight and they're just going to feel like crap. Um, so I used to be that person. Like I would like, I'd be afraid to do anything for like five days leading into competitions. Cause I was so used to feeling sore. So I would just like not do anything. Uh, and that's not the right thing you want. You want to definitely keep the blood moving, make sure your skills are on point. Like don't do anything that's going to rip your hands. Don't do anything uh, for strength at a really high volume. That's going to make you super sore. But um, don't back off so much that you're really rusty and slow and sluggish going into the open workout. But then also don't sit there and practice double unders for five hours because you finally want to unlock them because then you're just going to be overtraining. So there's like that happy medium, that sweet spot. Um, and I like the idea of right, you know, the day before the open, I like the idea of like an active rest. I probably won't like, let's say I'm planning to hit the open on Friday. Thursday, I'll probably do some sort of like active recovery day where, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to move myself through full ranges of motion. Like I might do some light snatch work or something like that, because I think that helps me stay loose and primed. Yeah. Uh, I think Rich Froming is kind of famous for like, he would like do Metcons and do workouts like in between events at, you know, regionals back in the day, just because that's how he stayed loose. That's what his body was prepared to do so he kept moving and it kept them really fresh so most most elite athletes do that like when we were at Wadapalooza I was uh backstage before the gauntlet warming up and and I ran into Danny she was back there warming up and and we talked for a minute and then she went off to do her warm-up and she comes back and she's like drenched in sweat and like breathing heavy I'm like if you just go for a run she's like no I'm just over here warming up meanwhile she just looks like she just did a 30 minute workout yeah you know right before going out to actually do a workout you yeah. know i'm over there warming up like doing some light stretches <laughs> some yoga poses. Like, don't don't dare break a sweat because then you're yeah. burning sweat for the workout yeah exactly so you know i i'm with you i think you have to stick to your schedule actually there's a question here in the uh comments that, that i think we should talk about because i think it applies to it this is uh, from fergie show what uh what about going from five days a week to three times a week over february would you change your schedule or would you suggest it 
No, I would I would keep the schedule the same unless do you always feel sore? In which case, maybe tone it back. I think the onus of responsibility is on the programmer. So like, for instance, the programming that we have at Wad Prep, like or Wad Prep online training stuff, whether it's your master's division, our compete division, doesn't matter what division it is, we are adjusting our training to make sure that you can crush the open workouts. So if you're going to a normal gym, chances are they're going to modify the workouts a little bit so that you're at least tapering slightly to right. feel really good for the open workouts. I, I really like the idea of just treating the open workout as a, a normal or a fun, exciting workout on Friday, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't uh, change all of the other training that you do. Yeah, for me, the only thing I do different, because I'm with you, I don't change the number of days I go, mostly because I don't want to blow up my training over a three-week competition that in the grand scheme of things, for me, doesn't mean anything sure. other, than, other than pride. You know, and I think that's the same for most people, uh, you know, unless you're trying to use it as a pathway to something. But um, so I don't change it. The only thing I would change again, like if I know I'm going to do it on Friday, I take Thursday off, not because, um, you know, I want to feel fresh. I need a rest day anyway. So that seems to be the right time to take it. And what I am trying to prohibit is because I don't know what the open workout is going to be. I don't want to do the same movement on back to back days, you know, Um sure. Yeah, you know, and but I also pull back on my personally. I don't uh, go around my coach on this. I mean, I just scale a little more deliberately the week of the open. You know, so if I if it's let's say as an example, on Wednesday the workout calls for I don't know a hundred kettlebell swings. I'll scale it back to thirty five pounds instead of fifty three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just so I you know I just. I'm not going to do a heavy, anything super heavy volume, but I'm going to get the movement in. I'm going to stay moving. I'm going to get plenty of work in. So I still, you know, to your point, like when you quit moving, that's when you really start to feel gross. Your joints hurt and feel more tired, ironically. You know, yep. So. yep. And then another thing I would mention is like you do also, I would say go into the open with uh, uh, hopefully a strategy of what is like, what's your goal for the open is your goal to truly see your maximum capacity, in which case I would suggest doing the open workouts twice because statistically speaking, you are going to get a better score the second time, almost guaranteed. Um, I mean, we've seen, we've all seen the disasters where it's like one rep less or the exact same score. Like I've seen that happen a lot, but for the most part, um, almost every single one that I've redone, John, I'm sure you're the same. Uh, results in a better score so if you truly want to see what you're capable of i would you know plan for your you do it once and then you have time to do it again now that is not optimal for training long jet you know that's not optimal for your skills as a crossfitter if you're someone that should easily make it through to the next round then you're actually hurting your training by doing the same thing twice um if you're someone who has absolutely no care in the world, doesn't care about your performance and just wants to have fun with it, then I would say don't like go in saying I'm going one and done because I've seen a lot of people get kind of really worked up where they, di- they didn't care about the open. They kind of get sucked into doing it and then they put up a score that they're not necessarily satisfied with and then they redo it and then they you know, see some other strategy and then they redo it again and then they wind up doing it like four times or some, something crazy right. like that, uh, which is a very 
I mean, that, that's kind of a recipe for, for over, overuse um, and ripping hands and all kinds of craziness. So like, have, it, have a plan. Like for me, it's one and done, 100%. It's the only, like I'm going in, I know I'm going to do Friday night lights somewhere, probably at CrossFit Coda, maybe at Cuspis, which is the one next to my house. I'm going to do Friday night lights. I'm going to have a great time. And I'm going to drink a beer after because I'm going to be done. You know, I'm not, I'm forcing myself not to get tempted into doing redos. If you want to get your best score possible, then allow yourself to do a redo, but plan for it because you kind of have to now strategically think I'm going to do it Friday and then maybe I'll rest and then I'll hit it Saturday or Sunday afternoon, or maybe I'll hit it Monday afternoon. But all of a sudden now you have like that extra anxiety for, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to beat my own score? You know, you're just adding more anxiety into the open. Um, so make sure you have a very clear plan going into it. I always have mixed feelings about redos, to be honest. And I know I'm going to redo uh, at least a couple of these this time around, but I do feel weird about it because um, you, you're not truly fitter. I wish there was a, a better way for CrossFit to judge that. Sure. Than, you know, they give you so much time. They can't eliminate redos, so it's impossible to do. But I just personally always feel weird about it. Like when I post it, because often – I've had workouts where the score is significantly better the second time around. Right. And it's not like you were, you know, by measurement, it's not like, oh, you are significantly fitter a day and a half later. I mean, I guess you could make the argument, though, that you learned something. And sure. that, that aspect is really good. Like, I remember the year um, when it was uh, chest bar pull-ups and overhead squats. I don't remember the rep scheme, but it was, oh, yeah. it was a lot. And I remember the first time I did it, I got a really shitty score. And then everyone starts going, hey, you got to do singles. You know, don't blow up your grip. Uh-huh. And I switched to singles, and I think I got like an extra, a ridiculous number of extra reps, like fifty or something. I was like, just stupid. How much more I got? I wasn't any fitter. I was just a little bit smarter. <laughs> you know, like, but I learned something, and so from that day forward, I've been more deliberate about understanding, you know, what grip does to a workout. So I think mm-hmm. there is some value in in some redos, as long as you don't walk away thinking. Well, you know, I'm the fittest person on earth. Sure. No, you're still smarter than you were two days earlier after I, everyone else made the same mistake. I like the idea of redoing to, um, like I've seen people really conquer their mind, right? They've, they've been able to conquer mental blocks or they've been able to see that open magic or in this case of the overhead squat chest to bar workout, which was uh, actually the best performance I've ever had in a workout of all Is time it? ever. Um that workout was all about like, can you dig deep enough to unlock the next set of, you know, the next round, the next section of time. And can you dig deep enough to unlock the next section of time? And like, it was just this, it was this mental battle. It's like, how deep could you dig? And I I like those kind of workouts because a lot of people learn about themselves and I've seen people dig deeper than they ever knew was possible um, in those kinds of workouts. And I think redos allow you to to truly understand what your body is capable because you've like the anxiety mentally that you might have had going into it like i don't know how this is going to feel that's all gone and then you're like oh i know how this is going to feel and now i know how to conquer it so i I do like that aspect of reduce but just like everything people overdo it and they'll redo five times or redo you know and they just they they redo far too many times and for the wrong reasons but if you're going to redo like try try something new. Try to learn from that initial um, initial attempt, and then go out with a new goal and and try to conquer it. And there's a lot of cool stuff that can happen. 
So question for you, because you do, you always do every year at the open, you break down every workout and you give everybody tips. It's kind of your whole brand, right? Do you do the workout first or do you bring in a team of experts and you guys debate it before you start making videos? So here's how it goes. The So as soon as the workout is released, the all of the wad prep coaches hop on a group call with each other. And we talk about like, hey, where like what's the overall strategy here for the average athlete? What about advanced athletes? What about scaled athletes? We go through the workout. We talk about like, where's the trap? There's always a trap, right? There's always something that people look at and say, oh, that'll be easy. And then it crushes them. Um, you know, where, where are people going to make the mistakes? And we talk about that. We, tr- we tend to like truly focus on like, you know, where are the mistakes and how can we avoid them? Um, and then uh, Coach CJ um, and actually Kelly made a post here. I don't know how to add it to the chat, but Coach CJ uh, does the workout initially. So he does the workout like I think right away and then like an hour after the announcement or 30 minutes after the announcement, sometime he hops on a live coaching call with all of our wad prep coaching groups, all the people who we actually have like a private group that's it is paid that people can join to get access to the wad prep team of coaches and get, you know, custom strategy, video reviews. Basically it's like all things open, like an insider group anyway. So he's the one that does the workout right away and then hops on that live coaching call while he's doing all that and he's and he's talking to our insider athletes i am uh creating the public strategy video so i'm doing the generalized strategy for youtube instagram facebook trying to make comedy videos so i just turn i'm a video producer essentially at that point i'm pumping out as much content as i possibly can so cj actually does the workout as the head coach um and he is some might say fitter than me um so i, would he, not, I wouldn't say that he he that. he is he is um, but I'm, I'm going to make a run this year, baby. So, um, he hits the workout and then he can really dig deep and say, Oh, this is, this is the part that hurt. This is the part that trapped me, or this part was way easier than I thought. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we do. And normally I am filming from essentially 11, I think it's 11 AM or 1 PM or whenever the heck the thing starts for like seven, eight, nine hours, because we just have so much content that we need to produce. And, uh, and that's it. Interesting. And I don't do it until Friday. So I don't actually like, I will test the movements. So for instance, for wall walks, I was like, all right, I got to test this standard. So I tested it out and I like did a couple rounds of the workout, but I don't actually do the full workout. Um, because there's such a rush to get the strategy released, but realistically, because I've done so many of these strategy guides, I know the problems that people are going to make unless it's something unbelievably new and different. I'm going to have a very good idea of what strategy will get people the best score in general. And then of course, CJ can always pass along info to me in the middle of the shoot. If he finds something you know new and exciting. Well, according to the comment section, we are going to get something new. So, yeah, Bod, so Bod for new movement. What do you think it's going to be? Yeah. So this comment says, Bod said on street parking podcast, there would be a new movement that has not been a previous open. Just the fact that it was on the street parking podcast, I think it's devil's press. You think it's, yeah. what, is, that, is that their jams that what they like to do? Yeah. They're, so uh, street parking was the company that invented or named the devil's press or invented mm-hmm. it. I don't really know, but I, I do assume that a one armed, they might call it something else. They might call it like a, a burpee snatch or something like that, uh, or one-armed burpee snatch thing. 
but I, I do think that a, a a devil's devil's press will come up. Interesting. I always wonder if we get kettlebell snatches this year, because it's such a traditional movement and, you know, devil's press is. So the kettlebell, um, based on my understanding, I didn't read this, but the kettlebell apparently is not until the quarterfinal. The kettlebell is not hmm. in the open. Interesting. Well, That's, we had a discussion on because everyone freaked out about that, but apparently it's, it's this dumbbell for the open and then a the kettlebell comes in, in the right. uh, quarterfinal. I'd be down for devil's press. If it's one arm, I'm not looking forward to it if it's two. And, yeah. in, you know, and certainly not if they're at 50 pounds, man, I just, I hate that altogether. Yeah. That'd be gnarly, but that's why I definitely think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's not fun. Not, not fun at all. What, uh, you have any last minute tips for people? Um, four take, days out. Take care of your hands. Um, I don't necessarily anticipate bar muscle ups or pull ups coming in the very first workout, but if there's a, a week to make sure you really take care of your hands, it's this week, you know, like I haven't been taking care of my hands. So I got some calluses. This is going to be the first time I've shaved my calluses in a very long time, but I will do it this week. Um, and then pr try to prioritize sleep. Like, I mean, just making sure that you're sleeping enough is probably one of the most important aspects of just getting your body primed and ready. Um, if you can do the workout close-ish to the time that you normally train, that's going to be better. Your body's already adapted to, let's say if you work out at 6 a.m. And then if you try to go into Friday night lights at 8 p.m., that is going to be really, really tough for you. It still be fun because it's Friday night lights. But for the really early worker outers, if you can actually train in the morning, even if it's not super early, but you know, before noon, that would really help your performance. Cause if you could totally flip the script script in your body and go from a 6am training session to a 6pm training session, that is going to be tough. That's what I would say. What are you doing to prioritize sleep? Um, no, no alcohol. Um, you know, I have my finally got a new bags, a third Z. So I'll be drinking that, um, before I go to bed and yeah, I just read. That's it. Look, I made a banner for him. Third Z. There you go. There you go. I love the third Z dude. I'm I'll, I mean, I use it anyway, but, uh, to that point, I'm going to be more deliberate this week. No alcohol, early bedtimes, nine o'clock each night as much as I hate it or as close to nine as I can. Cause I'm old. You guys can go to bed at 10, but I'm old. I need to make sure I get that extra hour. It's funny. I was in uh, Canada last week. A, uh, I was in Fernie Canada for one of my uh, friend's brother's 50th birthday. Um, and it was funny cause there's a group of like, you know, I was one of the younger guys. There's a couple younger guys and then several people who were, you know, 50 and uh, it was an interesting combination of, of alcohol consumption and excellent sleep because like we'd, we drink, you know, it's Canada. Oh my gosh. People are just throwing back beers left and right. You know, we'd have a couple, you know, beers in the mountain. We're just having a good time. It's vacation for yeah. a whole freaking week, but we're snowboarding really hard. So there's like that aspect. But then every single night, by the time we get done dinner, it's like 8.30 p.m. It's like, all right, boys, time to wrap it up. And like we'd go to bed at like right. 8.30 and then wake up the next morning at like 7. So like my sleep was fantastic all week because we were just old and none of us wanted to stay out late. And there wasn't really much nightlife. 
uh, and we're just old. Uh, so we were drinking alcohol, but we we're also sleeping like 10 plus hours per night. So it was right. like a nice solid balance. Dude, so I'm at the point, if there's any alcohol involved, I'm not sleeping well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's most people. And, you know, there's plenty of science behind that. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, so- I'm sure like the actual data behind, like, was I getting optimal sleep? No. But the the quantity of it definitely was not what you usually find on a, you know, one week bender in Canada, sure. right? <laughs> like, like well, we're just, we had like, literally there were some nights where we all got 12 hours of sleep and it was like, that was kind of nice. You're probably offsetting some of it with, you're getting a lot of sunshine. You're getting a lot of exercise. You're outside in the fresh air. Like there's, you know, a lot more going on there than just booze. So, oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I'm sure that helps. Um, but do the third C. Use your third C this week, Ben. I'm using it. I will. I got. I have a fresh bag, and I will be using it every night. Used it last night. Helped me sleep. Helped me fall. I think the main key for me is sometimes I go to bed with my, you know, brain spinning uh, and thinking about a lot of stuff. And last night was no different. But man, you know, I think just getting into that routine and and having that magnesium and all the other stuff that she puts in it, it's. Uh, it, I think it does help me fall asleep a little bit quicker. Oh, for sure. Is there anything you get worried about during the open? Besides, I know you got heavy production schedule, but you know anything about the open? If you were if you were not the pro athlete that you are, you were an amateur athlete like the rest of us. Anything you worry about? Anything I would worry about? I mean, I would kind of come back to. I mean, I would worry about hand care. I mean, back when I was an athlete, I worried about staying healthy. Like I, you know, back when I was competing on a team or doing regionals, like I wouldn't have gone on that snowboarding trip, which is so lame. But it's like, you know, if it's your actual sport, sure. there's a reason Patrick Mahomes probably didn't go snowboarding last week, right? Um, so I would reduce my risk leading into the open to make sure that I didn't have anything crazy, but I'm still pickleballing like crazy. I'm still snowboarding. So those worries are, are no longer there. Um, and then I would just, again, like I worry about just making sure my hands are feeling good. Cause you're, if, if you tear your hands, most workouts become way, way worse. I don't care if it's deadlifts or toes to bar or whatever you're doing. If, if your hands are really ripped up and you haven't taken care of them, then that can, that can significantly affect all three weeks. I think I'll, in years past, I've seen a lot of people really uh, anxious and anxiety ridden over what their scores are going to be. And I guess if I could tell someone, everyone to not worry about something, it's don't worry about your score. Hmm. You know, like your score is your score. It just shows where you are. It's kind of like being scared of the scale. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you ever had, you probably haven't because you've got abs and you're thin, but I'm old and my weight fluctuates. And I have moments where I'm like, I don't want to get on the scale because I don't want it to tell me what I already know to be true. And I think people go into the open often and they think that way. They, they get all anxiety ridden over these scores because it's going to tell them what they already know. You didn't work on double unders enough. You didn't do enough mobility. Your nutrition maybe isn't in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not sleeping enough. You're drinking too much alcohol, whatever those things may be. And I guess I would just say, don't worry about that. Let the open tell you your story. And when you're done, Take your lessons and do something. Like I'll give you an example. I came in this morning. I had to swing by the gym at noon. I was not going to work out. I had a meeting. And, you know, I just come back from this competition over the weekend. 
and I grabbed Jen and I'm like, Jen, I have new goals. Let's talk. I learned stuff this weekend, learned stuff about myself. I want to make some changes. And we literally walked to the whiteboard and just wrote it out Mm -hmm. real quick. That was it. Learn something. Let's do something about it. You could sit there and pout about it or be anxiety ridden that, oh my God, I'm not a good runner anymore or whatever. Or you can do something about it. Let the open tell you what you should do about it. But don't don't beat yourself up over it. Just yeah. like I don't beat myself up over the scale anymore. If mm-hmm. the scale is not telling me what I want it to tell me, I do something about it. I get a nutrition coach or I just lay off the cookies, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. But you have to put it into action. And I just, I hate seeing people all anxiety ridden. I, I rode that train for years. You know, I think it's, I think what happens, uh, and you know, I, it's interesting to have talked to my therapist about this and, and other aspects, not about CrossFit, but like people are afraid to get answers to questions, uh, that they're like, basically they have a feeling they know the answer, but they don't want to know because they don't want it to be confirmed. Right. So like, if I have this, if I'm, um, I guess I've, I think that I'm fit. And I like like my, my image of myself is I'm fit. I'm in shape. I'm, you know, I'm great at CrossFit. I'm, you know, for people who, um, you know, have an extreme case of this, it's, you know, I'm the best CrossFitter in this gym, or I am easily top three in this gym. And you have this built up in your head, but you have no data to prove it. It's scary sometimes to have that data because deep down you're like, what if I'm not? I think I am. My ego thinks I am, but but deep down, like, what if I'm not even close to top three in my gym, and I crumble in the open? That's where I think that that gap exists, where it's like right. you have this image of yourself, and you want to protect your image of yourself. And a way that you can absolutely shatter that image of yourself is to get hard data to back it up, right? Right. So that's where I think people get anxious and nervous about it. So if you're like super afraid to be exposed in the open, then maybe the image that you have built up about yourself or this, this, again, like this, uh, this way that you're trying to portray yourself to others isn't authentic. Right. I think it's great if people are just like, Hey, I'm not good at this. Like this is a workout that's not on my wheelhouse, but I'm working on it. And that's something that John, I think it's awesome that you do things like you throw yourself into a high rocks, probably get your butt kicked, kicked your own butt, you know, didn't perform as well as you thought, but you're not afraid of that because you're like, Hey, this is me. This is who I am now. This is motivation to get better. A lot of people will just avoid competing entirely because they don't want to taint their self image of themselves. So that's, what's cool about the open is, is it helps people conquer this, this self image, uh, or this false self image that a lot right. of people have. Well, it could go the other way too. I mean, let's be honest, you know, the open oh, yeah. when it's all is three workouts. And so when it's all said and done, you're probably going to have nine to 10 movements in the books total, probably maybe more, but I doubt it. Like, and so imagine if you get lucky enough and they're all in your wheelhouse, you don't get any of your weaknesses in there. Yep. You could, it could definitely, I hope that the programming, usually the programming does a really good job of eventually balancing out. Usually, but I guess my point is, it's like, don't get too cocky with it either. Like, have a, I have a buddy, uh, cause I've had several years where, you know, we beat each other in workouts or whatever. And if I beat him, I acted like I just cured cancer. And he would say <laughs> to me, Hey, act like you've been here before, you know? <laughs> and he was right. You know, like 
you you very likely will have a workout where you have a better performance than someone that is clearly fitter than you. Don't brag. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to happen. Like, you know, use it as a lesson. Hey, you had a good workout, but what did the open teach you? And I think that for me, that's the beauty of the open. It teaches you things, you know, you just, you can really figure out what are the important things that you need to learn? Where are the, you know, the weaknesses in your game, where are the strengths that maybe you can continue to lean in on, you know, but you have to, you have to take note of it. And, uh, you know, don't just use the scoreboard to determine it. Yeah. Yep. And on that note, know that no matter how good you are week one of the open, uh, you will be exposed, <laughs> right? Like, True. Um, I remember this happened to me big time back in 2014. After two workouts, I was in like top 10 in the mid-Atlantic region. Like I was doing really well or top 20. And that was back when they took top 48 to regionals. And I was, I mean, I was crushing it. First workout. You were booking was, your plane tickets for wherever regionals were. Yeah, yeah. First workout was, um, I think, I don't know. First workout did really well. I think it was the snatch double under workout. I actually beat, um, who is it, Marcus Hendren. Like, I beat the guy on the announcement. Right. I was like, oh, snap, I'm fit. Second workout was that overhead squat, chest bar pull-up, which I, I got like sixth or fourth in the region or fifth in the region or something like that. And I was just like, I am a beast. And then workout three was deadlifts and box jumps. And it was just like, <laughs> and it just completely destroyed right. me. But I should have known better because just like last year, you had these, these tall grunt work people that were dominating the open. And then boom, the last workout drops and we got like, thrusters and, and gymnastics and double unders and it was a totally different ball game right? right and that was where a lot of the the smaller more gymnasty people got to shine so just don't until the fat lady sings the open's not over and you're probably going to be exposed in a couple things and that's what good programming does it's going to expose various forms of weaknesses um and if it doesn't then maybe the next round the qualifier will uh, it certainly will right um so just don't, don't, don't be overly bummed or overly excited. It's more of just like, just take each test as it is, do your best. And then as soon as it's over, or once you've deemed like, Hey, I am done with, you know, 23.1, I hit it. I'm done. Now it's time to focus entirely on art. What can I do to set myself up for 23.2? Here's a question from the longest name I've ever seen on here. Sarah Jean Gibson cross. Should I RX it? at all if i haven't been in the box this year yet first wide back on wednesday i think it's an interesting question though should you scale or should you rx totally dependent on so many factors but Bullet i'll put point. you this way if if you want to get the best score possible then even getting one rep on an rx workout technically beats every single skilled person i'm kind of rolling my eyes here because like that's just like it's that's simply a rule that's not an actual measurement of how fit you are. I'd say like if someone can get one rep RX and then the third place scaled person, like who's more fit, right? I don't know. Probably the third place scaled person. I, who knows? So purely leaderboard perspective, there are some logistical things like doing every workout RX will guarantee you a higher placement than anyone who does anything scaled. Okay. But Sarah, for you coming back into the gym, it's all about what your goals are. Are you are you an ex athlete that's trying to see where they stand? Then yeah, maybe hit it RX if you've done all 
RX before. If you're coming back and you haven't worked out <laughs> in a year, I would scale the crap out of every single movement or every single workout. So, so many questions, uh, probably not enough answers, but don't be afraid to scale. I think I think it's totally admirable for people who actually commit to the scale division. So I think it's a really good, like John, I know you've done that before. I think it's a good way to like see where you stack up against scaled athletes um, yeah. and scale all of them. Or if you're going to go RX, you can pick and choose which one. Just, I'd say whatever you think is going to make you have more fun and not to put too much pressure on yourself, that's where I'd start. Um, if you've done the last three years RX, it looks like that's what it is. Then you certainly could go RX. Um, but since you haven't worked out since before Christmas, be extremely cautious about um, DOMS and about Rabdo. That like that much break, especially if you're trying to, if you're like an, it sounds like you're an athlete before hopping in to a super high competitive environment. I know personally, that's where I've really messed up my body the most. I've taken Ben's old fitness level and applied it to Ben's new fitness level and tried to compete. And that is where I've woken up with T-Rex arms, unable to extend my arms because my biceps were so swollen, might've had rhabdo, who knows? But I would just be extremely cautious. And if you think your ego is going to get wrapped up in it, then maybe make the decision to go scaled. But again, total caveat there, because scale doesn't necessarily equal less. Are you, are you debating yourself? You're like debating yourself. I'm I not am, even talking so about many, you. You're just like, so many, there's so many, it depends here, right? Because uh, uh, someone who does RX, if they come in and they hit a workout scaled at 100%, I, that would probably make me more sore because they're probably never going to start stop moving the entire time. So I, like I for, for Sarah specifically with these details that are coming in, she's done RX for the past three years, but she hasn't even done a workout since before Christmas. I would come in, hit each workout as its own thing, you know, RX or scaled depending on what you're feeling, but force yourself to pull back the reins a little bit. Because if you come out 100% effort, you're probably going to be super sore. Yeah, I'd say, wait, make it a game time decision every workout and pick pick that day. Am I going to RX or like, don't don't go into the open and go, I'm going to RX all three workouts without seeing them. And I'm telling you, pull back like 80% effort because I like my biggest mistakes in all of my CrossFit career. And we're talking I don't know, 12 years, 11 years, something like that. Since I started every single time I've like majorly regretted and like had horrible delayed onset muscle soreness, or maybe even borderline rhabdo cases. It's because I've taken an extremely long period of time off. And then I've come back and tried to PR something. <laughs> right. Well, like, I think I, I even told that story about like how I took an entire Christmas break off. So one month, no workouts, and then came back first day back at college. I PR'd my Angie, which has 100 pull-ups, 100 squats, right. 100 sit-ups, that kind of. And I couldn't extend my arms for a week and a half. I had to skip school because I couldn't. I literally couldn't extend my arms. So just be really careful. I think most open workouts, though, don't reach to that level. You know, we've had very few open workouts that had the potential for rhabdo, if any, that I can remember. I mean, I'm sure maybe there was one or two, maybe, but I can't think of them in recent memory at least but yeah. i hear on the doms piece um but you know i just say yolo go for it go for it Sarah. <laughs> just go for it i think the only my only real advice is like think about where you want to be a year from now because those are the scores you're comparing mm -hmm. that's all 
you know, so don't feel like you got to go out and beat the world. Like, go just go put up your best score, scale to RX. Who cares? Just do your best score where you are now. That's your benchmark for next year. Mm-hmm. And then you can compare again next year and do the exact same thing next year. RX are scaled. Look at the workouts. And, you know, you're not looking at a leaderboard. You're just looking at your own scores. And did you get better in, you know, individual movements or, you know, maybe week over week? Yep. You so might surprise yourself with how well you do. So have fun with it. Just careful with the doms. I'm just like, I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, man, I know I would come back and I would do something really dumb and I'd be hurting for a really long time. So just be careful with it. Lots of hydration. All right, Ben, week one prediction. I hate doing these, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. Oh, my gosh. These are so futile. Um, week one prediction. Make it easy. AMRAP or for time? Which will I think it be? it's going to be an AMRAP. It's going to be like a 12-minute AMRAP triplet. Like something simple, super old school CrossFit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was du- something with a dumbbell. So maybe the devil's press, the a burpee box jump over or something like that. And they might throw in the jump rope first week again. You, you think we'd get a new movement first week out? Yeah. You think, you think Boz has got that in him? He just wants to come in and just... Give everybody the finger and say good luck. Yeah, if it's an if it's a new movement that is uh, scalable, and um, I think most people will be able to do the RX dumbbell weight, or a lot of people would be able to do that, um, regardless of the division. So yeah, I totally see it possible. I mean, we've seen wall walks, we've seen a lot of first first week uh, new movements. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna hold you to that. You know, if you're right, and it actually is a 12-minute triplet AMRAP, people are going to think you just spoiled the open, and I'm going to blame you for it. It's going to be great. Thank you. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Uh, Aaron wants to know, before we wrap this thing up, she wants to know if you're going to do partition strategies when each workout. Is that part of your game plan? So about a partition to break things up? Yeah, so in the so obviously, Wad Prep comes out with a lot of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook strategy content. I do talk briefly about some of the partition stuff but if you want to have a wad prep coach like help you figure out specifically what reps and sets you should do based on your ability levels then i go just go to wadprep.com i think there's a banner on top of the page we have an open coaching group it's 29 bucks and that's where you want to be if you want to get like customized coaching from the wad prep team that's that's where you'd go if you're say if you if you have specific things you want to ask about and get actual strategies that apply directly to you Aaron that would be um the place to go otherwise on the videos I I do like brush strokes pretty much on the videos I just recommend people do singles that's like, that's like yeah. pretty much what I do for all the gymnastics movements just do singles wall balls do singles that's fine too rowing single calorie stand up single calorie stand single up pull. single pull single pull speaking of rowing do you get your rower is it sure it comes tomorrow oh, right it comes tomorrow I'm super stoked I have to admit, man, my first workout uh, was a gauntlet with the assault rower, and it was so smooth. Like I was, it felt like a Cadillac. Like it was just not that I even know what a Cadillac feels like, but it it just like it felt so smooth and just like less clunky. It was great. I love it. Well, we'll be talking about this a lot on future episodes, but so Ben and I both got assault rowers from Assault, and we're going to do a head-to-head rematch at the games at the Assault booth. A uh, thousand meter row for time should be fun. I've I've already been on mine. Ours came in uh, last week sometime, and I went up and five k on it in intervals, and it was awesome and terrible all at once. 
It's a lot harder than the C2. It really is. Like, yeah. But I'm, the seat is so much more comfortable. I, I'm planning. Yeah, I actually remember that. I'm pretty sure I sat down on it and I just turned to my judge and I was just like, this is so nice. It's so squishy and comfortable. And it just cradles your butt cheeks so nicely. There are two things that are weird about it. Um, not weird, just different. Seat's more comfortable and the foot straps aren't as flexible. So like once you're locked in, you are locked in for life. Yeah. Like your feet are not moving. They don't yeah. like doesn't matter what you do they're not like you know like sometimes you put one foot in you don't lock it as tight as it can go on a c2 and it'll pull loose yeah and these things are not pulling loose so you actually don't have to lock them in as tight because of that so you actually if you're in a competitive situation which i did this at the gauntlet you can just slide your feet in and they won't move yeah you know if you can get them like you know kind of to the right the right length um my only complaint i know tracy's not going to hear this who owns a salt bike but my only complaint is the monitor's not backlit. And when you're old and you wear reading glasses like me, that's a real bitch in a darkly, <laughs> darkly lit gym. Yeah. Tough. But uh, everything else is great. I got that LASIK, so I'll be able to read it. No problem. I'll be able to read yours, and you won't even know what your time is. I know. Well, it won't matter because I'll be done first, so I can come over and read yours. And <laughs> that's probably like. true. It's probably mm-hmm. true. I'm going to die. I will literally die trying to beat you, but um, maybe you'll beat me and I'll still die. We'll see. And yeah. I also see in the comments, a couple of people are actually signing up for the, uh, for the wad prep open coaching group. Appreciate the support. I know you are going to love it. If you're in there, it's going to be a good time. Lots of good content. Are you guys going to have me in the coaching group again this year? Let me give my two cents. That was fun that year. I would, we would love to have you. We'd love to have you. I gave good advice. I'd like to throw that out. I think I gave good advice that year. You guys need to send me an invite. I'll jump in on the coaching. All right. Stuff. Let me write that down. Don't. Do not send John. Do not send John a Zoom link. Sweet. I think I did a nice job. but I'm sure you did. I was busy making other content, so I don't remember. You got to have somebody funny on there. I mean, it's you and CJ, for God's sakes. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's, I will admit, it is so – I mean, you know you're a comedian. Um, it is so difficult when you are tired – and it's like, you've already shot 10 videos. The last thing you want to do, it's 8 p.m. The last thing you want to do is be funny. And then I have to come up with these like funny skits. Oh, it's so rough. So normally it's like Travis and I, my videographer, are so delirious that like eventually it just starts to get funny. See, I, I'm the opposite. When I'm really tired, that's when I lean in on it. When I was uh, running this race over the weekend, I would made it a point. Every time I'd come up to a judge, because I was just dying. I just try to make them laugh. It was like all I had left in me. I knew I wasn't going to get a good score. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to get some laughs while I'm out here, you know? Yep. And about yep. half the time I did, the other half, they just looked at me like I was an asshole. That's you know? it. Hey, that's my go-to move. I, even at regionals, like when I was at regionals with the team, I was always trying to get my judge to laugh every time. And you get those stoic ones. And then I'm just like, always trying to get them to smile. It was great. Offered one of the judges a dollar a meter to walk my uh, kettlebells and the farmers carry the last 50 meters. And he just looked at me like he didn't even, he didn't even blink. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, that's show business, you know, just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. And then I had to carry 50 more meters. Tough crowd. Tough yeah, crowd. it was a very tough crowd, but it is what it is. All right, dude, well, this is fun. I'm excited to see what you guys put up this year. I'm excited too. I'm hoping for some, Hoping just for some unique workouts, um, some stuff that makes you scratch your head, some interesting standards. That's always, always makes good content. Are you going to do any of your alter egos in these videos? Your oh, Australian always. or yeah. your Chad? Chad always shows up. Chad, yeah. yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Although, you know, one thing is I realized that remember when the people broke in to mm-hmm. Wad Prep? Yeah. They someone stole the make wads great again hat. What Unbelievable. Those are my people, thieves. Un- unbelievable. I was like looking everywhere for it. I was like, holy crap, they actually took they took a red cabinet and a red hat. They just like red. Of yeah, of all the things they stole, they stole the one hat that I sold like two of. <laughs> That's impressive. And of, yeah, and one of them was to Roy, I'm sure. So. That's a yeah. No, no, no. My dad doesn't buy my shit. <laughs> <laughs> he expects to get it free. You were the only one that bought one, I swear right. to God. Nice. True story. All right, dude. This has been fun. Good luck this week. And uh, send me the Zoom link so I can come entertain you guys. I will. All right. Well, for everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining. Good luck at the open. Get signed up. Uh, hashtag make watch great again to join my custom leaderboard. Hashtag wad prep to join my custom and leaderboard. And hashtag wad prep to join Ben's. Mine will and, be the more fun one, but Ben's is on there too. So. And go to wadprep.com and then click the banner at the top to sign up for the wad prep open coaching group. It closes. I think we close the door on Wednesday night. So you don't even get to see the first workout. We only want the committed. 29 bucks and you get coaching from the wad prep team and a whole bunch of other stuff. All right. Thanks for joining. See you next week. Peace.